0: Not everyone lives in a city. Those in rural areas often have to deal with a shortage of medical practitioners, and that includes veterans. The Veterans Affairs Department has launched a workforce development initiative. To try and correct this problem, here in studio with the details, the Executive Director of the VA's Office of Rural Health, Dr. Thomas Klobuchar. Dr. Klobuchar, good to have you on. Good to be here. Thanks. Give us a sense of the scope of the problem in terms of what the VA needs in the rural areas and what it's actually got at this point.
1: Well, you know, the problem isn't just uh, for the VA. uh, There's a nationwide shortage in providers in rural areas. While 20% of our population lives in rural areas, only about 9% of the providers uh, choose to practice in rural areas. So it's a, it's a significant shortage, and it's not just a problem for VA. For the VA veterans, about 33 uh, percent of our total veteran population that's enrolled in the VA for healthcare lives in rural areas. And so there's a significant level of dependence on VA for care uh, with more than half of those folks enrolled. In um in VA for healthcare half of the rural veterans so it's a, it's a significant issue that we're trying to address in a couple of different ways. Let um, me just
0: ask you this first, sure. Just briefly, how do we define
1: rural? That is a great question. Um, there's a, a lot of different definitions for rural out there. Um, I think it's um, the, the best way to think of rural is something that's not urban, and I know that sounds. Uh, I don't know, like an oxymoron, I guess. But the fact of the matter is that when you have a, a, a town of 50,000 or 40,000 or more, that's considered an urban area. Everything else that it doesn't comprise those those urban areas is considered rural. Now, there's also a, a designation we call highly rural. And generally speaking, that's where the population is about fewer than seven people per square mile. Um, so some of these distances that we're talking about in these rural areas are significant. In the um, VA, we use a, a what we believe is a good quantitative system for making those determination called rural-urban commuting areas, and that has to do with um, what kind of services are available in a community that helps us make that determination, whether they're rural or urban.
0: Yeah, because you could be in somewhere like Poolsville, Maryland, which looks like farm country, mm-hmm. but you're still very quick. You can be in Baltimore or D.C. in a matter of you know half an hour or a helicopter ride of 10 minutes, so that would... It looks rural, but it's not what you really mean.
1: Right. More we think of that more as an exurban area. In other words, you can reach the services quickly and they're all available to you.
0: Okay. So VA then has a shortage of people, medical practitioners. This includes doctors, also nurses, and people related to the physicians?
1: Uh, absolutely right. It's, it's, it's across the board. Our, our most acute shortages are in the area of mental health providers. Uh, in rural areas. There's a significant number of all rural counties in the United States that have absolutely no mental health providers available in, in those communities. So it's it's an acute problem not just for primary care providers, not just for specialty care physicians, but in nurses, physical therapists, mental health providers
0: across the board. And what sort of infrastructure does the VA have in terms of centers in those areas?
1: Well, more than half of our VA medical centers, about half, serve mostly rural veteran populations. A lot of veterans in rural areas drive into urban areas to visit VA medical centers. We have about 170 VA medical centers across the board in VA um, and um, 800-some clinics, and 450 of those clinics approximately are located in rural areas. So we're trying to attack the problem there, but an important leg of the stool that comprises VA health care uh, are our partners in community care. Um, VA turns to the community to help our veterans to deliver the care they need in their, in their rural communities whenever that's possible if there's not VA facilities
0: available. So the shortage of people then also affects the ability to carry out the Mission Act, for example, too.
1: It certainly has an impact, but it's something that we're trying to address using our community care partners, using technology through telehealth, where we, we actually can deliver care over distance from urban areas or uh, rural areas to highly rural areas or to rural areas for our veterans so that we can deliver this care electronically um, via the Internet.
0: We're speaking with Dr. Thomas Klobuchar, Executive Director of the Office of Rural Health at the Veterans Affairs Department. So tell us about the initiative, the workforce development that you're trying to help get these clinicians into the rural areas.
1: So, you know, it's an interesting question because, um, there's a significant amount uh, of speculation about what makes, uh, citizens, clinicians want to work in rural areas of the country. Um, we have a significant research effort devoted to finding out the answers to those questions. Uh, people stay in rural for a a lot of different reasons, um, uh, for the environment, for the safety, for the schools and so on and so forth. Um, so VA and VA, we're trying to understand those reasons better so that we can apply our VA efforts in those different areas. And and so and one of the things we know is when we get providers, we certainly need to try to keep those providers because turnover is an issue in, in any industry. Um, and so one of the things we do is try to create for these rural providers a sense of connectedness to their urban counterparts. So uh, through programs like uh uh, interprofessional faculty development programs where we actually train rural providers to be faculty at um, uh, associated medical schools and then they can train students at their rural facilities in the hopes that if you train in rural you'll stay in rural but in any event it increases it, it has a twofold kind of um, a payoff not only do you get more students trained in rural you get a feeling of connectedness with their clinical community among our providers. So that's a, a really important effort we have. We also use virtual links to uh, conduct training for our rural providers. Uh, for example, in rural America, uh, there's a definite shortage in the area of OBGYN. Um, we have an effort underway that provides in-person training for clinical skills training for women veterans' health care so that our primary care providers in rural can be trained to deal with the challenges that our rural women face as well. So there's those programs, plus the programs that uh, uh, around tuition reimbursement, student loan reimbursement that our workforce management office runs. Uh, Through those programs, we hope to really tackle this problem.
0: Yeah, it sounds like some people that uh, may have gotten their medical education or their training and development in rural areas maybe just need to understand some of the virtues of living in rural America, and those are real
1: you bet. As a 18-year resident of the great state of Iowa myself, um, I, I can say that there's a lot of advantages to that. And that's one of the things that we try to point out to our, to our potential employees and certainly uh, to help sustain our current workforce.
0: Is the feeling that telemedicine can simply substitute for someone local? I mean, in the area of mental health, more and more people are doing this in a tele manner thanks to the video connections and FaceTime and all of these things. But in the final sense, is it really... A good substitute,
1: you know. There's a lot of things we can do with telemedicine. Um, it can we can deliver primary care over that mental health, as you suggested. That is our largest user. Uh, our mental health services and our veterans getting mental health services. But there are, there are many areas of specialty care that we can we can deliver via telehealth. Telehealth is really important, but it's part of the solution. It's not the entire solution because and the in a file analysis there has to be a provider on the other end of that telehealth link. And so that's why we focus not just on technology, but we also focus on the people.
0: And another technologically related question which affects the people is the bandwidth in rural areas. Because if you're going to move images, say, taken locally to get analyzed further out and and maybe the results come back, or you need that video type of connection, the bandwidth becomes a real issue in some areas still.
1: That is absolutely a significant challenge, and it's something we're working with the USDA Rural Utility Service, with the Federal Communications Commission, to try to encourage investment by our our, um, partners in uh, creating bandwidth solutions for rural areas. You know, and it's mostly not our facilities. Our facilities are plugged in, and even our a uh, community partners facilities are plugged in, but it's when you start to try to deliver care into the home on, on an iPad or a tablet or, or a phone, it's when you do that, that uh, that bandwidth access becomes critical in rural areas. And we know just from our own data analysis, working with the FCC, that there's about three or four hundred thousand veterans that are enrolled in the VA that cannot access the Internet in their homes. Um, simply because there is no Internet access available to them. So we're working with our partners to try to address some of those issues. But there are alternatives in local community libraries. And and um, in local, for example, we have new initiatives installing telehealth equipment and telehealth pods in Walmart and uh, veteran service organizations. So there, we're, we're searching for solutions that can address some of those geographic challenges um, using uh, this modern technology while still trying to address the gaps that there are and the gaps that there are in the United States across the board.
0: And what about local defense department facilities not so much to provide the health but to provide the facilities or the place to go to get that bandwidth and those installations. We
1: have a really strong partnership with the Department of Defense and the Defense Health Agency uh, and we're already partnering in a lot of different ways um, with um, with uh, Defense Health Agency uh, institutions that are taking care of veterans. And and we have um, VA um, uh, facilities that are taking care of some active duty military. So yeah, there's definitely a, a, a symbiotic relationship there where, where both sides are able to um, uh, benefit their constituencies.
0: Sounds like the rural question is one you'll never say, we're done, it's all solved. But sounds like something that is going to be ongoing pretty much indefinitely.
1: I think that's true. I have to say that even a lot of our counterparts in Europe have not dealt with this, this effectively. The idea of delivering care in rural and getting care to where those veterans live and in their communities, that's the care they've earned. And it's going to continue to be a challenge for the Department of Veterans Affairs. But I'm convinced that we have the approaches and the resources to get us there.
0: Dr. Thomas Klobuchar is Executive Director of the Office of Rural Health at the Veterans Affairs Department. Thanks so much for joining me.
1: It's been great. Thank you so much.
0: We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.